Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to episode 21 of Empty Betters. I'm your host, Harrison Schultz, and I'm going to toss it over here to my co-host sitting on my left, Nick Manella. How you doing, buddy? Doing well, man. How about yourself? <sighs> Chill weekend. Finally got that weekend off. Yeah, know? what's that like? Uh, <laughs> it's great. Uh, actually got a lot of stuff done around the house, you know, just chill nice. out, watch some hockey, watch some money go down the yeah. drain, betting the Red Wings, same old, same old. <laughs> Did you watch any of that uh, XFL? I did not watch any XFL. I am very guilty of that. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I just I was so like productive Saturday. It was one of the most nice. productive days of my life. I know that sounds really nerdy, but no, but like, doesn't that feel good? It does. And to wake up on Sunday not hungover for once, yeah, it's a very that's very all, good feeling. That's always a bonus. Now you did a little road warrior segment. Why don't you touch on that? Yeah, I drove up to Long Island with my girlfriend. Her sister just had another kid, so congratulations to them. So I got to meet her, hold her, of course, you know. Another perfect child, you know, nice. just like the one they had last year. Mm-hmm. It's just adorable. Um, you know, I think I held her for about 30 minutes and she just slept. And not to, you know, freak her out, like her sister out, but I kind of forgot I was holding the baby. And then it <laughs> like she would move and I'd be like, oh, whoa. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Is this thing alive? <laughs> right, yeah. Um, but yeah, she's just like so calm. She just sits there and sleeps, which is essentially what I want to do for the rest of my life anyway. So I was pretty jealous. That's awesome. Sounds like a good time. Yeah. Any, uh, any good Italian meals while you're up there? Every good meal. Every you know, good meal. Yeah. It's just every meal when you're there is incredible. So. Yeah. Uh, shit. Got some pizza, you know, went out to her parents' favorite restaurant, which is just amazing. Uh, so definitely gained like 15 pounds this weekend. Yeah, it's always a good thing. I'll be up there at the end of this month for the first time in a while, so I'm excited. to Mac. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> excited to uh, get some pizza, you know, see the city, walk yeah. around a little bit. So it's all good. Um, so, you know, catching you guys up on our life, not that any of you actually care, but uh, we're going to hop right into it. Uh, we got a lot to cover since the last time we spoke, so I'm going to toss it off to Nick to get the train rolling. Let's start with some college stuff. We haven't touched on college hockey a lot this year, yep. uh, but the Bean Pot, which is a huge tournament in the Boston area, is going on. The final is tonight. Uh, we're recording this on Monday. The semifinals were last Monday, uh, so the tournament is typically... Uh, Boston College, Boston University, Northeastern, and Harvard, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. Uh, So the final will be tonight. It's Northeastern and BU. Uh, BU was actually trailing in their semifinal game against BC with like five minutes to go, and they ended up taking the lead with over a minute to go. BC tied it back up, and then BU won it in double overtime. So if you haven't seen the highlights from that, go check it out. Uh, These games are always crazy, so... Yeah, no, I honestly, I'm guilty. I I usually watch this every year, but I just didn't this year for some fucking reason. Yeah, so such a good tournament. Uh, screw me, I'm a bad hockey fan, whatever. <laughs> but I'll definitely be tuned in tonight. Uh, looking forward to that. You know, it seems like the Terriers are always just a force to be reckoned with. So uh, I think I'm gonna roll with BU. I think they like lead that tournament and wins by probably double digits. I'm sure. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, So other news out of the Boston area, Bruins forward Jeremy Lausanne has been suspended for two games for a hit to the head on Arizona's Derek Stepan. Uh, If you haven't seen the hit, it was, you know, up against the wall. Stepan was sort of turned. He kind of got him from behind and up high. Looked like he left his feet a little bit, not really a lot, but, you know, I think 
the two game suspension is the right call here. No previous record or anything, but it was definitely a high, dirty, late hit. So, so from what I saw, it he kind of left his feet a little bit, but it's like you know, it's right on that edge. So, so I no previous history, if I'm not mistaken. Right. So yeah, I feel like two games is. I wouldn't say more than enough, but definitely justified. Yeah. I think it could have been one, but, you know, again. Just if it had been, honestly, like, you know, not to pick at hairs here, but if it had been three, I would have said that's too much. Uh, yeah, well, when you got guys with no history and it's kind of a not definite, you know, you can, when you start splitting hairs, I think people usually respect that. So yeah. I, I wouldn't disagree with that. Um, you know, it, it was a dirty, not, I'll call it a dirty hit, I guess. I mean, I. People kind of give me shit because I go back and forth on right. the, uh, what's dirty, yeah. what's not. It, it, you know, it's so hard to be consistent across the board with these because they're all just kind of unique in their own way. But yeah. I think two games is you know pretty fair. Yeah, I would say. Uh, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. Let us know what you think. Uh, the Dallas Stars, uh, their defenseman Stephen John scored his first NHL goal in nearly two years the other night. He missed 22 months due to post-traumatic headaches that were concussion-related. This is an awesome story. Awesome uh, story. To be honest, I first found out about this uh, listening to Chicklets. I had no idea that this, you know, what this guy had been through, what his story was. Um, but a while back, when they mentioned, you know, his name and his road to recovery and what he's been doing for the Stars organization and coming up through the AHL, I mean, it's it's hard not really to root for someone like this who's gone through that kind of, you know, darkness in their life. Definitely. And I remember when I saw his name pop up, uh, you know, on it was either NHL Network or NHL.com. I was like, where? Like, I was like, why does that name sound familiar to me? Uh, and then I'd completely forgot that he had been, you know, working his way back up through the A with the Texas Stars. Mm-hmm. And it's great to see him now with the big club again and contributing, too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, imagine just how relieved this guy feels, you know, and how much joy this is bringing him. It's hard to – I don't think he can really replicate that in any aspect of his no. life. So, and he had that quote that he said, you know, I <laughs> – honestly thought that this would never happen ever again so it's great to see that he's uh back with the big club some more news out of dallas uh dallas stars coach rick bowness i don't know how if i'm pronouncing that i think you're all right yeah we'll say it fuck it cool has stripped tyler sagan of his role as assistant captain yikes not the kind of stripping usually associated with tyler Sagan. (laughs) but yeah a little different this time uh man all right a lot of people don't think much of this i got some big opinions yeah um i don't think sagan's gonna be in dallas for the rest of his career if we're being completely honest i i think i agree with you i think this wouldn't be as big of a deal if we hadn't had management and upper level staff criticize him basically two years in a row now right so I don't know whether this is an attitude thing, whether this is a performance thing. Um, he's obviously one of the, if not the premier forward on that team. Right. So here's the thing: he's he's still locked up uh, through contract till 2027. So wow. it's a it's a long while. What's the here. cap hit? Uh, so right now he's hitting a cap hit of 9.85 this year and it stays consistent like that throughout uh the 2026-27 season do you think that's like i you know is that a movable contract do you think someone would take that on it's a hefty one but i don't think they would be able to until the off season so right now he is 28 years old um he just got this 
big boy contract recently, obviously. It was an eight-year contract. He's still got seven years left, so this was signed uh, you know, pretty recent. I think someone would take it. It's not really a gamble. It's just like how much are you actually going to give up for this? Not trying to start trade rumors, but it just seems like, you know, when players and coaches don't mesh exactly well. And right, it's just not a good fit. And you put someone in the breath of Tyler Sagan-type status. Yeah. It usually ends up resulting in one of two things. The coach gets canned, or the player kind of just mellows out in the organization and gets traded. Yeah. So, not trying to speculate too much, but, I mean, that's 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 big news. I mean, that's yeah, not for sure. small. I just, I don't see Dallas trading him like before the deadline or something, just because they're in that sort of, I mean, they have a chance to go deep in the playoffs this year. Right. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with him and uh, where he goes from there. I would imagine that as a result of him getting stripped of it, you know, obviously Jamie wears the C Cogliano also is a permanent a, I believe. I think so. Um, I would guess the new a would be maybe Pavelski or Perry, yeah. someone with a little bit of, you know, experience. So I feel like, Pavelski over Perry. Probably. Yeah. Um, don't forget, though, that Perry has won a heart. And True. A, and a cup. True. So, um, I don't know, man. This is this is bigger news than I think people are really, you know, painting it out to be. Let's see how this goes, you know, going forward. The ownership has been brutal to the players. Seriously. Know, as, of, as of the past two, two years. Two years ago was the, the bad one where yeah. they were like, where yeah. the owner named Sagan ben and Sagan, Ben and yeah. was like, you two. Yep need to step the fuck up. But. And, you know, and, and it happened sort of to a lesser degree earlier this year. Now the coach is stripping him, you know. Yeah. Uh, there's something there. I don't know what it is, but there's something They're there. They're trying to shake something up. Exactly. Uh, moving on around the league, the Arizona Coyotes are in some trouble. They're currently under investigation for allegedly testing CHL players prior to the NHL scouting combine. So they could face some pretty serious fines Uh, and maybe even other sanctions for this, the NHL rules clearly state that teams may not conduct physical tests or any other kind of exam of players before the combine. And I believe the number is they will face a $250,000 fine for every case that is found guilty during the investigation. Right. So if they like conducted like three tests per player and they tested, I don't know, Stop doing math. Right. Multiple players. <laughs> Let's I mean, just say one test per yeah. player. To, to Long story short, it heads. equals money. Yeah. So, you yeah. know. Well, you, you know, you test four players one time, million dollars. Right. Right down the drain. So, so for an organization who already isn't exactly swimming in the dough. Yes. I would say that this is. Not good. Mud, yeah. If this was Montreal or Toronto, kind of like. They'll just sneeze money. and pay it off. Yeah. This yeah. Is also, like, anyone that brought this up against Montreal or Toronto would be like. Dead. Yeah, the Canadians would just like put them on like a an iceberg, <laughs> chop it, and push them out to sea. Yeah, I the Montes to go for <laughs> as a hitman. Um, yeah, no, I mean this is this is I I, I want to say it's big news, but like I don't really know yet. We don't know the magnitude of you know what's really happened. No, it just I remember when we found out about this. I think the thing I said to you was this just screams like college football NCAA like yeah, you know pretty much like that, investigation type bullshit so that's essentially what this is but you know as you could probably tell by the tones of our voice we're not really sure what to make of it yet it's still a developing story so we'll probably have more on that as the weeks keep coming and the investigation keeps going on definitely um, moving on the St. Louis Blues have announced that they will retire Chris Pronger's number 44 as they should he definitely should complete 
dominant defenseman. Yeah. Cover of NHL Hits 2003, the greatest video game ever made. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever got a chance to play that. Oh, yeah. But yeah. Great big, game. Big fan. Pronger was a monster in that game. He, uh, he changed the game so much. You know, I think he won a heart trophy. Um, I don't know. Definitely won a, you know, a Norris. He was one of those players where, you know, you know he was going to be on the ice for like 25, 27 minutes a game, and you just, you had to be ready when he was on the ice because he was that menacing and that damn good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was. Yeah, so in the 99-2000 season, Chris Pronger did Was that with St. Louis? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, uh, good to see, uh, you know, him getting some recognition from that team. Uh, the Blue Jackets have been hot lately, and their rookie goaltender, Elvis, had an eight-game win streak prior to that being snapped, uh, and that included back-to-back shutouts. So He's a fucking beast. He is a beast, and for a team that had a lot of goaltending questions coming into the year... He shut them all up. I think him and... you know, I know Corpusalo's been banged up, but I really think that they both have as of late. So this reminds me of two instances that we can remember in the past... Five years, I'll say. One is Jordan Bennington. Yes. Uh, don't want to put him quite in the same breath yet because that's really, really, really hard to do, and I don't think the Jackets are going to win the Cup. But a more comparable person that I think he's reminded me of, the Hamburglar. Ham yes, Burglar. Andrew yes. Hammond. Andrew Hammond yeah. for the Senators, what, probably four seasons ago, I yeah, think, Something at this like point. that, yeah. Uh, he was a, on f- absolute fire and I think that was the year the Penguins won the first of the back-to-backs we ended up playing the Sens in the playoffs and we ended up beating them any excuse to bring that up huh uh yeah pretty much <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I mean this is kind of what that reminds me of he'll go on a 16 17 game heater and then they'll start him in the playoffs and then reality kicks in and it's like oh we're yeah. still the Blue Jackets so, right you know competitive yes. nonetheless but still not a cup contender in my opinion but a great money line pick definitely uh I think we were in middle school when this happened, but they had another rookie goalie back then. I forget if it was Steve Mason or Chris Mason, but it was one of those two, and it was a very similar situation to this where he came in and won like five in a row, back-to-back shutouts, and uh, then kind of just like, I, I think he faded out and became like a backup. Maybe it was in Winnipeg for a little bit. but Yeah, I mean, this is clearly a sample size that is worth like taking note of. Uh, the Blue Jackets are a good team. Uh, however, they do have some key injuries that Nick will touch on in a little bit, yeah. which is going to hurt them. But time. for right now, uh, Merzlikens looks great. The Blue Jackets look great. Uh, you know, Obviously, they got their win streak snapped by a better team in the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yes. But yeah, but Colorado, right? Uh, I'm sorry, yeah. Colorado. I knew it was one of the Dynamite teams. I also think it's great that you know, Did he, you see that McKinnon shot? Yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like you know it, that one timer was probably from it was probably two feet like inside what, the. What blue was line. he in the third row? Yeah, yeah. He literally just like let it rip from pro- his. It was like his ass was against the wall and right. he was two feet over the blue line, and he just let a bomb go. Right. He's probably like you know not that he ever gets tired, but he was like oh like I don't feel like driving this to the net. I'm just gonna rip it. Yeah. I mean, my God, I. Absolute snipe. Anyways, yeah. I'll let you continue. I think it's great that, you know, Elvis is, he's Latvian, so it's nice that we're starting to see players yeah. from, you know, other sort of non-big hockey producing nations, yeah. uh, you know, get guys at the pro level. It's very cool. So shout out to him. Keep it going. Actually, uh, don't keep it going. <laughs> yeah, don't. <laughs> Not in the Metro. Yeah, this is it by his podcast. Yeah. Uh, getting out of the Metro, the Edmonton Oilers signed defenseman Darnell Nurse to a two-year extension with an AAV around 5.5. 
Great signing. Uh, from what I'm kind of understanding, the the crew that they got there is you know McDavid, uh, Nuge, Leon, and Darnell. They've kind of all been there for the the longest duration of time, so they're all kind of like that core four, if you will. Yes. Uh, so uh, this he's a good defenseman. I wouldn't say he's a great defenseman. This yet. to me is a bridge deal. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. what this seems like. He brings that grit that toughness that lanky defensive defenseman that you really yes. need in your lineup especially when you have Matthew Kachuk as a rival in your division big time so I like the deal I think it's a solid payout uh you know like you just said probably a bridge deal he'll end up signing a big contract probably after this yeah uh and whether that's with the Oilers or someone else who knows but uh right. I think it's just nice to see the Oilers have a competent contract signing for once because when Shirelli was in office it was just terrible yes and uh speaking of defensemen who want big money Ooh, uh, per big. Darren Drager Tyson Berry is currently seeking an eight year eight million dollar per extension if you can do the math as quickly as I can that's around 64 million dollars so not only is he seeking to be a rich man, but Toronto is already pressed up against the cap as is. This should be just absolute popcorn-eating content as we get closer to the summer. Do you, would you pay him eight mil a year? Uh for eight from years? what I've from what I've seen this year in Toronto, no, I would not either. I think anyone that pays him that after this year is an absolute moron. From what I saw in Colorado, yes, yeah, I feel like I. <laughs> I don't know how you answer that. Like, like I don't know, six five, maybe seven. It's two different players. I it's feel like just, the term screws that up. The term does. Eight years is a long. time. That's a long time. I feel like you got to come down to seven if you're going to go for eight years. But he was absolutely. I mean, if if he never came over to Toronto and he kept putting up the numbers right. he was doing in Colorado, yes. we'd be talking now about nine, nine and a half, maybe. Probably. So it should be interesting to see how it plays out as we keep going on, but. That's something to keep an eye on going forward. And Nick, please correct me if I'm wrong in this next thing that I'm about to say because I think I got it right, but I'm not totally yeah. sure. Uh, congratulations to Claude Giroux and Jonathan Taves on both scoring their 800th NHL point. I believe that's right. That sounds right to me. I yeah. know Taves got 800. I'm yeah. pretty sure Claude got 800. Yeah, he got his against the Caps yeah, uh, in that coming. disaster affair. Yeah, we'll touch on that later. Um, moving on to some other disaster-related stuff, the coronavirus. We've all heard about it. We've all seen memes about it. Yep. Um, no pun intended. I'm a little sick of hearing about it. Uh, <laughs> but it's actually going to affect the NHL. In yeah. Not like anyone's sick or anything, thank God. But in terms of the production of NHL player sticks, so 75% of their player sticks come from China. So all their inventory is produced in China, and the virus there has shut down production across industries as well as exporting. Uh, Bauer, who supplies 39% of the league stick, has come out and said that their retailers are fine for the rest of the year. CCM, same thing. Yep. Both are Chinese. Yep, they're good. Um, so I don't, I don't think CCM has come out and said that they're fine, but I'm sure they're going to be fine. Right. I think where this is going to affect the NHL is they already have enough inventory to finish the rest of the year, but in terms of ordering new stuff, right? I think that's put on hold for the time being. Uh, that is my understanding, and you know, I, I shared this article with, with you as I was, yeah, you know, just scrolling through Facebook on uh, a random weeknight. We did some digging, both of us, on this. So pretty much, 
like 64% of the NHL is using either CCM or Bauer, yes. one of the two. Uh, my understanding is that equipment managers are currently saying that the production has been on halt for more sticks going forward. Uh, it, they haven't said it's a scarcity yet, but, you know, come playoff time, if this hasn't gotten solved and people are going through sticks left and yeah. right, who knows what's going to happen. The only major stick manufacturer, well, there's two actually, uh, Warrior and True. Warrior is based out of Mexico for their manufacturing, so they will not be affected. And True is based out of Ontario, I think, which is absolutely bananas to me. Right. I think their HQ is up there. I'm pretty sure I read their manufacturing is there, but please don't quote me on that. So the big ones are the CCM and the Bowers, which is what everybody fucking uses. Seriously. So... Come playoff time, I read this could potentially be a problem, and they have already warned players, the equipment managers, and the sales reps of CCM and Bauer to quote unquote preserves sticks carefully. Yeah, which so when you got a sales rep telling you, hey, right, <laughs> you might not want to take a slap shot on this power play right. because you might not get another one. Just in save two it months. for the playoffs, man. You're going to need that stick. Yeah, <laughs> this is, I mean, this is crazy. It's a pretty interesting epidemic, to be honest. But, yeah, um, you know, we all know how it's affecting regular goods that are imported and exported every day in the u.s but hockey sticks are usually not one of them that you think of no definitely not and you know uh the article i read it went on to further explain how you know obviously you and i are playing we're going to start a game with the stick and we're going to finish the game with the same stick nhl players they could go through five in a game yeah they have that could be at all times that could be them just being like i feel like this one's unlucky this one doesn't have enough snap in it because i've been using it for two games you know you think that that ovechkin uses one stick throughout the whole game absolutely not with how hard he is on those sticks he probably goes through two or three a game yeah no joke yeah and if not a game then a game and a practice. Right. I mean, he is absolutely clapping bombs. Those sticks are worn out, you know, probably after I'd say 15 minutes, 15 to 21 timers yeah. or something like that. So imagine how he's going to need it. Definitely. Especially defensemen who use whippy sticks. I mean, this is, this is a big deal. So yeah. we'll see how it plays out going forward. Uh, we had a trade. Yeah, we did. Uh, shout out Toronto. Yeah. Know, the Leafs, uh, they acquired goalie Jack Campbell and forward Kyle Clifford from the Los Angeles Kings. And the Kings acquired forward Trevor Moore, a 2020 third-round pick, and a conditional 2021 third-round pick that would become a second-rounder if Clifford re-signs or if the Leafs make the playoffs and Campbell wins six regular games. So he's got one. Yeah. I just feel bad for whoever's job it was to, like, mediate that negotiation. Like That's a tongue twister, man. And he wins six games. It's like, no, five. No, no, six. (laughs) That is negotiation to the X degree. Right. So... Couple thoughts. Uh, I like Kyle Clifford's game. I think it'll be great for the Leafs. I think this is a bigger, bigger impact than people might think. He is the only person now on the Toronto Maple Leafs roster who has a Stanley Cup ring, or any Stanley Cup experience for that room. Does he just have one, or did he get? He got bo- two. He got two in LA. So rings. Yeah. My apologies, Mr. Clifford, if you are so kind to be listening. Doubt it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's worth a shot. Um, he went out to his first game. In warm-ups without a bucket. I saw that. Did a classic yeah. hair skate. He has no hair. Right. I apologize, Mr. Clifford. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he, it's a team rule for the Maple Leafs that you have to wear a helmet during warm-ups. He said back in L.A., it was a rule that pretty much everybody does hair skates unless you have less than 100 career games played. Then you have to keep your helmet on, which I think is a pretty cool ritual. Yeah. Uh, my bigger point rather than talking about Clifford and the Leafs, is why are hair skates dying in the NHL? Because as a guy who grew up 
wear hair skates, wear everything. That is all I wanted to do my entire life was warm up with no bucket. And now even the pros are starting to get rid of it. And I'm just like, you've got to be kidding me. I It goes back to like when Taylor Hall like Taylor Hall thing, yeah. busted a wheel and or <clears throat> like when someone stepped on his head in warm ups or something. Yeah, he fell and yeah. someone's, someone was doing a crossover and their skate like nicked him, whatever. Yeah. I mean, you know what? Kids dream of this. Right. You got to keep it in the game. Exactly. It has to stay. Yeah. Especially it, if you've got like the Swedes with the flow flow. Right. Or you just hear the players talking about it too. It, like it seems like such a simple thing, but unless you've done it. Matthew's called it a power move, so I yeah. respect that. God, yeah. I love that guy. Dude, he's got, you know, he's got the hair skate going. He's got the mustache skate going he now. Looks like, disgusting, it, I but love that's it. a complete different conversation. I love it. Uh, long story short, Nick and I have been saying since episode one, the Leafs need a backup goalie. The Leafs need a backup goalie. They address their two biggest needs grit on the bottom six and leadership yeah and a backup goalie yep yeah, could agree more the kings are also retaining 15 percent or 50 percent of clifford's contract wow. so they're getting him at a bargain well he's basically done after this year right he's yeah. in rfa so yeah, yeah or ufa so yeah that yeah. kind of makes sense uh what do you have next it looks like what's next is the debacle of the so, buffalo sabers yeah so i wanted to talk about the sabers because espn's greg wasinski <laughs> who in my opinion is one of their more writers. competent hockey writers. Yeah, I respect him. He's cool. Yeah, I would say he's probably him and Emily Kaplan. I would say are the two best. Yeah. Um, out of ESPN, he wrote an article that was literally titled "Why the Buffalo Sabers Are the NHL's Biggest Disaster," uh, and it had a lot of numbers and stats and other shit in it. So I just wanted to run it down and uh, see what you thought. Um, so to start it off, Sam Reinhart was quoted as saying. <clears throat> It's all coming down to the players at this point. A lot of guys need to step the hell up. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's kind of ironic because I feel like Sam Reinhart had some pretty lofty expectations when he came into Buffalo, and I would say that he has not really lived up to the hype so far. Not at all, and I'm not mistaken. He had been up and down yep. from the A a couple seasons. So. Yep. Um, so here's the breakdown of what their GM has done. Uh, his first lottery pick... Uh, Casey Middlestat was taken eighth in 2017. He's now in the NHL. He acquired defenseman Marco Scandella from the wild for two players and a third round pick, got no players in return, and then traded him to Montreal two years later for a fourth rounder. Got nothing for Evander Kane, traded Ryan O'Reilly for Patrick Berglund, who ended up just quitting the team, right. Vladimir Saboka, and a draft pick that resulted in the 31st pick in the first round because O'Reilly then went on to win the Selkie, the Stanley Cup, and the Conn Smythe in his first year with St. Louis. So I think he's doing okay. And then he locked up Jeff Skinner to a deal that pays him $9 million a year over eight seasons, you called it. What and, did I say right. at the start of the year? And Skinner scored 40 goals last year and has 11 in 42 games this year. What did I say in the Atlantic Division preview on episode three of Empty Batters? I said this is the worst deal that could have been done for the Buffalo Sabres. Jeff Skinner was a fluke. He was playing on a team who was not competitive with a very good player beside him and Jack Eichel. If you've ever played GM mode in NHL, you know how this works. Yes, big <laughs> if time. You, if you have two good players, and you play on a shitty team, they could probably lead the league in scoring. Ex- example A, the Edmonton, Edmonton Oilers. Oilers. Example yeah. B, the Buffalo Sabres. Yep. Example C, sometimes the Dallas Stars a couple years ago before yep. they got to be you know, a bona fide contender every year. I just never really saw it, and it's like, you know, he's an injury-prone guy. I told you that. I said, you can't pay a guy this much money who's out this much, and 
here we are. He's only played 42 games, and he only has 11 goals. And it's not like his injury problems have just been in Buffalo. I mean, he was a Band-Aid when he was in Carolina, Big too. Big-time Band-Aid, yeah. yeah. So, you know, I, nothing against Skinner. I don't have any, like, you know, reason to hate him based on history of him playing my team or whatever. But right. I just never really thought he was that guy. Yeah. And he seems like, like you said, a Band-Aid. So. Yeah. So, uh, Jason Botterell is the GM. Is this his last year? Uh, it better be. I know, seriously. Uh, you know, you and me are already, you and me are the first media sources in the hockey world to start the Jack Eichel trade rumors. Right. So who gives a <laughs> shit? Um, it's good content for us. So keep it going. Yeah, and there is a ton of stuff. Uh, Sabers <clears throat> like Twitter and Sabers, horrible. Like Reddit is hysterical. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't seen, I believe her name is Melody Martin. She did a parody of. Hey there, Delilah, but it's Hey Jason Botterell, and she basically <laughs> just rips him for like two and a half minutes. Uh, go check that out on YouTube. It is hysterical. It's lovely. Uh, and she basically just runs down all those horrible moves that uh, I just listed. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so some more stuff. Back to the Metro, of course. The Metro division and overall wild card race in the East has really kind of ramped up over the last two weeks. Thank uh, you, Elvis. Yeah, rundown for you. The Caps are first in the division with 77 points. The Pens are four behind at 73 for the second spot. The Jackets are third with 69 points. <laughs> nice. Uh, the first wild card spot is the New York Islanders with 68. And the second wild card spot is the. Carolina Hurricanes, you can go fuck yourselves, with 67 points. Uh, behind them would be Philly with 67, and then Florida with 64. Florida's in the Atlantic, and they're only two points behind Toronto for third in the Atlantic. And just with how tight this is, with the way the Metro standings are lining up, it looks like it's going to be difficult for both Florida and Toronto to make the playoffs. Uh, yeah, big time. Well... So, I'm trying to think. There's the Lightning, there's the Bruins, and who's the... Toronto's third right now. Third. So, one of, them's, one of them has to make it. One of them will probably miss. Yeah. It's pretty much going to be either Florida or Toronto who gets in. Yeah. Who do I think is more dangerous? Ooh, that's tough. More dangerous in the playoffs out yeah. of those two? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, that's tricky. Yeah. I feel like the Leafs are hungry. They got it. Like, yeah. I said last week, I said if they played the Bruins, they'd win just because, like, it has to have Like, the Capitals beat the Penguins. If they can, if the Caps can beat the Penguins, the Leafs can beat the Bruins. Like, what, in terms of, like, <clears throat> teams in the playoffs, like, finally overcoming that hump and beating, the like, their arch rival. It's the Leafs and the Bruins. It's the Leafs and the Bruins. It was the Caps and the Penguins. And yes. before that, it was the Canucks and the Blackhawks Yep. Um, back in, like, the early 2010s. But I would, honestly, I'd prefer to see the Leafs in the playoffs. Uh, yeah, I would, too. I mean, it's it's Toronto. So, yeah, you're picking between Toronto or, like, Fort Lauderdale to be yeah. in. I'm going to pick Toronto every time. I love Austin Matthews. I want to see him in the playoffs. I think he's absolutely electrifying. I do think once Morgan Riley gets back, they are going to be a much different team. I agree. Because they've kind of slid off the grid a little bit, but he is honestly probably their most important player, I yes. would say. You know, defense, he's on the ice more than anybody else. So, once he gets back in the lineup, I would expect Toronto to get a little boost. Uh you know, when I'm looking at this playoff picture right now, Pens would play the Jackets with home ice advantage. Yikes. Yeah. Uh, you guys would be playing the Carolina Hurricanes. 
Woo-wee. Kill me. Uh, or the actually the Islanders as of right now because the Bruins are one point ahead of you, I believe, for yes. first place. So you guys would play the Islanders, still kill you. Right. Uh, you're probably going to kill yourself no matter who you play. Yeah. That, that's kind of what the NHL is now. That's what the Metro division is. Yeah, pretty um, much. So It's interesting to look because the Metro is so deep, but the Atlantic is so top-heavy. Yes. So like, you know, Bruins, shoe-in. Lightning, shoe-in. Toronto, who knows? Florida, who knows? Right. Yeah. Montreal could beat anybody on anybody night. Right. I did so. not just say English. Right. Uh, se- <laughs> senator- senators are always competitive. You know, they're, they're right there in the mix. Uh, the fucking Red Wings just beat the Bruins plus 675 right. puck line. I mean, that's unbelievable. So, yeah, it's it's wide open, man. And, you know, we always say Oilers, Flames matchup we want to see in the West. I can say to you with an honest smile on my face, all I want is Toronto-Boston again. Yes. That's really, yes. like, you know, Caps, Pens, second round, fine, maybe. The, like, the best thing to happen for the league would be we get both of those matchups in the first round. Yikes. We get Boston-Toronto, and we get Battle of Alberta in the first round of the That playoffs. would be unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah I think would. I would just, like, cease to exist socially for, like, a month. <laughs> yeah, literally. Uh, uh so, yeah, I just thought we'd kind of give you guys a rundown of the playoff race right now. Nick, I will let you take the coronavirus bug. Uh, we already touched on that, but I did want to move oh, on. Oh, I was trying to be funny. Yeah, uh, I was, oh, the I injuries. was renaming injuries for yeah. coronavirus. Uh, so, that, is that too soon? No. There's a lot of people dying. It, There's no, over 900 cases of death right now. Which is sad. Yeah. <laughs> the players can't get there. I apologize right. to the public. <laughs> Um, injuries. Anyway, so the big one that you alluded to earlier is Columbus defenseman Seth Jones is placed on the IR and is out indefinitely with an ankle injury. Uh, if you're a Columbus Blue Jackets fan, this is nightmare fuel for you. It's the worst injury. Like, this I mean, is the, this is your guy. I this mean, is your best player. This is your Morgan Riley. Yes. Um, he destroys your ice time yeah. leader chart. Yes. Um, you know, it's him, and then your scoring from defenseman comes from Wierenski. So right. hopefully this isn't, you know, if you're a Blue Jackets fan, hopefully this isn't too long. Both of us are hoping that this is, you know. It out indefinitely yeah. usually results in a some six- to eight-week parameter. What's IR? It's 10 games? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so it's more gonna, than 10 games. Calling it with the six- to eight weeks. That yeah. seems to be what the norm is for ankle injuries. So who knows? Um, and, you know, with him, it could be if they're in a playoff position, he's like, tape it up. I'm going back out there. <coughs> you know, who cares? But could. Uh, the Maple Leafs goaltender Frederick Anderson is day to day with a neck injury. Uh, they we had been talking about how they needed a backup goalie. Uh, like I don't know what, and that was the Jack Campbell trade. Yeah, I'm exhausted. Yeah, it's okay. Um, Long Island over the weekend. Right. A lot of driving. Um, so that, you know, Jack Campbell essentially solved that problem. But that wasn't the only injury the Leafs had. Uh, their defenseman, Cody Cece, is, quote, out for a while. Nice. Um, and because of this, I would say do not expect the Leafs to be done making moves before the deadline. Nope. I think the third, you know, they satisfied need one and need two. I think the third thing that we can all agree that they need we said it the other day. is another defenseman. Yep. Uh, and with the way that, like, Cece had been being like ridiculed by the media i mean how happy is he to just like have a break for a little while yeah uh i don't really blame the guy i would even fucking fake an injury at this point yeah out for a while is an interesting term to use i don't think i've heard that one but that and that came from them too so the doctors are probably still playing around with it dude if you're a leafs fan 
<laughs> Riley's out. CC's out. Anderson is day to day. Right? You gotta start like I'd be in panic mode. Yeah. I mean, they're in serious like trouble of making the playoffs. Yeah, if they miss the playoffs, I think that might be the biggest story of the season. Now, do you want to know what is really, really interesting? Um, and I'll read this stat to you. I read this on um, Instagram the other day. It was actually pretty interesting. Who do you think the two leading goal sco- or the two leading point getters are in the NHL since December first of twenty nineteen? Is it Matthews? And take another guess. And too. Tavares? No, it's Matthews. Matthews is third. And Marner is first. Wow. So, and it, and I apologize. It's not December first. Since December seventh of twenty nineteen, the top three scores in the NHL are Mitch Marner with thirty nine, Artemi Panarin with thirty eight, and Austin Matthews with thirty seven. Jeez. So imagine me telling you that, you know, the Leafs have the two leading point getters since December seventh. Yeah. And. Here we are. In jeopardy of missing the postseason. So, you know, people were saying, you're not going to have depth if you pay your top guns all this money. Well, here we kind of are. Yeah. So, But, yeah, I would definitely say do not count them out for trade talks just because they've made a move this past week. Uh, It's very likely that they could be bringing in a defenseman and maybe someone else too. Speaking of defensemen. Oh, boy. Uh, As we continue down the list of defensemen that are hurt, Calgary Flames captain Mark Giordano is listed as week-to-week with a lower body injury. Like, again, another just nightmare scenario if you're a Flames fan. Uh, Yeah, this is absolutely horrible. I mean, if you're a Flames fan, right, you're kind of like trying to peek into the playoff spot. You're currently in a wild card position, and you're trying to hold it above the Yotes right now. Um, And you're still trying to chase the Knights and the Oilers, and the Canucks for that matter. So we've, you know, pretty much beat off the Pacific Division race for more than a (laughs) 10-year-old who finds a (laughs) porn video for the first time in his life. But it really is just absolute chaos it's i mean literally canucks oilers knights flames coyotes are all five points away from each other it's the pacific and the metro to watch now yeah pretty much Uh, you know the central usually is like a dynamite division and it really has not impressed me this year the basement of the western conference right now is like the back half of the central it used to be the opposite where the pacific was top heavy you pretty much had the knights and the flames and then and usually the sharks too and everybody else kind of like squandered well, this year, it's pretty much the Blues and the Avalanche. I'm not really putting the stars in the breath of elite, elite, to be honest, with the way Just because of lately. inconsistency, I would say so. Yeah, just the, the weird storylines that have been going on with them this season. I don't know. But yeah. uh, interesting to see those two divisions reverse roles for once. And as Nick said, there is just a just list of defensemen just keeps going on. The captain and the star defenseman of the Montreal Canadiens, Shea Weber, has been placed on IR with a lower body injury. He's expected to be out at least one week. That is a huge blow to the Habs. Granted, I don't think they're making the playoffs anyway, so it's not no. Really but they've been playing deal. so much better as so of we got talk. Yeah. Kovalchuk. Oh my god. Uh, so we you you were a little worse on him than I was. Yes, I was saying the Penguins should have taken a shot just because we never have Russians, and I feel like Gino wants one. Yeah, but and they're best friends. <laughs> right. Um. But man, you were critical. I and was like, this guy's done. He's going to go back to the K. This yeah. is it. Over. Wrap it up. Two you OT know, winners. Stick a bow on it and throw it in the trash. Well, but, was, I can't remember. He's got like either 16 points in his last 11 or 11 points in his last 16. I can't remember. He has 12 in his. He has 12 points in 15 games with Montreal. Uh, numbers are really easy for me in yeah. case you can't tell. <laughs> 
And, uh, yeah, I mean, just wanted to touch on that. And the last defenseman on the list, Pittsburgh Penguins star mm. rookie defenseman John Marino had cheekbone surgery. Uh, he was hit in the face with a puck against the Lightning the other night. He is indefinite for return. This is this is big, horrible for you. He's our he's our best defenseman. I'm not even kidding. Yeah, he really is. No, like Brian Dumoulin, Chris Letang is a great defenseman, and he hogs ice time. But as far as reliability, yes, pretty much. <laughs> as far as reliability, and you know, guys that you can depend on to make the smart play, young legs. Yeah, John Marino's the guy. Yeah, Brian Dumoulin's a second, but John Marino is that dude, and. You know, I read some advanced stat thing about if you combine his Corsi rating and you combine his possession percentages. And some analytics yeah, happening right you know, now. NHL discussion, shout out to them. They're yeah. the best. Ho- they're, they, they are awesome. They are the best hockey follow on Instagram. If you don't follow them, NHL.discussion. Those guys are absolutely incredible. They are news-breaking Possibly faster than Godfather Bob. So they are. I don't they're know how it works. like five to ten minutes ahead of everybody. Bleacher Report, yeah. NHL.com. They're and insane. It's spot on too. They are the best Instagram page for hockey. Yeah. But anyways, they basically put together all these numbers that I didn't really understand and couldn't say out loud because I couldn't pronounce them. <laughs> and they basically said uh, they have this stat called uh, market cap. Yes. Which basically says what a player should be getting paid based on comparable players who have similar advanced stats. Yes. Corsi rating, et cetera. And what they basically determined was that based on John Marino's advanced stats from this season alone, obviously since he's a rookie, uh, his market cap is about $4.9 million. Wow. And he's on a rookie deal. He's on an entry deal, and right? And he's, he's first or second year on it. Yeah. So we're getting an absolute steal. This guy's a stud. I love him. And this just sucks. It's definitely going to hurt us. Hopefully, it's nothing too long-term. All righty. So, done with the injuries, and we're going to move on to who's hot. Uh, first one that jumps to my mind is the American women's hockey team. Uh, they capped off their rivalry series with Canada on Saturday night in Anaheim with an overtime winner. That was the largest crowd in U.S. women's national team history, just over 13,000 people. That's awesome. And they won the series four games to one. In Southern California, over 13,000 people for a women's hockey game. That is awesome. That's just incredible stuff. Hopefully, it keeps going in the right direction. And I mean, that building was electric, too. I don't know if you saw the footage of the overtime winner, but... I did not. Yeah. No, I've been bad this week. I'm not a good hockey fan. Uh, Columbus and Tampa have both been hot. Uh, both are eight, one and one in their last 10 and Tampa has won six in a row. Columbus had won six in a row or eight in a row, eight in a row until their streak was snapped by Tampa, by Colorado. Fuck me, man. God, (laughs) I messed that up earlier. (laughs) Why can't I just think clearly? I can't. It's just. I, I think you just like subconsciously want Tampa to get revenge on Columbus for last season. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I just. I'm off. I don't know what's going on. Blue in the white and the yeah. jerseys, whatever. Anyways, know. speaking of Colorado, uh, they've been hot. As I said, they ended the Jackets' win streak and they've put together a little four game win streak of their own. Uh, Montreal, as we touched on earlier, they're putting something together. I don't know where this has been all Here it year. Comes. Can't imagine it's going to last very long. Carey I know what Price, that feels like. Carey- <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. 
I'm not even going to make a comment. Um, Carey Price has been absolutely lights out in the month of February so far. And he Granted, had the flu. Yeah. He had, his goals against average in the month of February is 1.2. Yeah, I think. I mean, he's playing. At, he has a 9.57 save percentage in the month of February. We were ragdolling this dude about two months all ago. All year. Yeah, yeah, essentially. And here we go. And all of a sudden, the Canadians are starting to make just a little bit of a push. Just a little bit. Uh, they have won three in a row. They're 7-3-0 and in their last 10. They're five points behind the Maple Leafs right. for third in the division. Kovalchuk looks like a rookie at this point. So, Dude, he's found his legs. He's found his hands. He's found his shot. I mean, Jesus. So what do you put this down to? Is it is he playing so much better just because of the change of scenery? Or do you think Montreal is saying to him, okay, in L.A., they kind of like held you back a little bit. I want you to go out there. No, that's exactly what Selfish it is. hockey. They, they don't, don't ask how. Fuck. They ask how many kind Exactly. Of they yeah. don't give a shit. They're saying, dude, just go wheel and deal and see what you can yeah. do. He's got two overtime winners. He's been playing lights out for them. He's quarterback in the power play on the left half wall with that sick Russian one-timer that all the right-handers have, apparently. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, the Canadians are only five points out of a divisional spot in the playoffs. This is the greatest part of the NHL is it's just like you kind of go on one run and because everybody's so close, because the parity is so great. You become relevant. Exactly. So all of a sudden, the Canadians are in the picture. And they just beat the Leafs the other night, two to one. Yeah, thank you, Leafs, for ruining that. Yep. Big um, time. <laughs> so you know they're gaining ground on them. This is going to be an interesting little—I don't know what to call it—Cinderella story, maybe before yeah. the end of the season. Something to keep your eye on. I feel like <clears throat> they always do this. Like they always have shitty years, and we're like, why don't they just throw the towel in, yeah. tank, and then they like put something like this together, and then they miss the playoffs by two points. Yeah. I feel like that's been like their that's last. That's pretty much their recipe. They're always going to get that 15th, 16th, 14th yes. overall pick. And I'll, I'll play guilty, honestly. I didn't realize that they were that close to a playoff spot. That Shea Weber injury absolutely sucks. Yes. Because they could definitely make it. I yes. mean, they still have. Fortunately, you know, he's only expected to miss a week. They have so. 24 games left. Yeah. But the way they're playing, why couldn't they? Yeah. Now, the, th- the big talk is what are they going to do with Kovalchuk? Do you deal him or do you make a run? I think at this point in time right now, they're making a run. Yeah, I mean, why not? Five points Five out. points. That's yeah. nothing to laugh at. I mean, that could change in I'm a week. I'm just laughing at how yeah. big your eyes got. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they got big, man. Big eyes. Um, uh-huh. So who's not hot? God, I got to stop talking about Nick's eyes. Um, you're going to get lost in them. Yeah, um, I'm getting lost right now. <laughs> the LA Kings. Uh, they've lost five in a row. They're 1-8-1 one, and one in their last ten. Stink. I feel like they've been in this segment like every other That week. loss to the Caps was like... The just, loss to Ovi. The, yeah, yeah the, not even the Caps, Ovi. That was probably the quickest hat trick I've ever witnessed watching on television live. Six minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's insane. Um, and then <laughs> Vancouver. I put Vancouver on here because they've lost three straight, and they're 5-4-1 and one in their last 10. Guess who's betting them tonight? Right. And the next <laughs> night, we're going. Uh, you know and how I, I feel about – I picked them this week too. Yeah, but. <laughs> they're on the homestand. They're, they have like a six-game homestand, and I think they're two games into it. Um, I'm riding the Canucks this week. I don't give a shit. I, I think they're going to turn it around. They need to because they're – they're still top in the Pacific, but, but barely. They, they cannot afford. Like to I said, slip it's a five. Po- it's a five point gap. So, yeah. all righty. So let's move on to our state of the unions. So I'll go first. Uh, the Caps had the Kings and the Flyers only two games this week. Uh, the Caps were trailing the Kings with just over six minutes left in the third period, and that's because the Kings have Jeff Carter, noted cap killer. 
Yeah. Every time they play him, he's a huge problem for them. Uh, and then Ovi took over the game, tied it, took the lead, and then sealed it with an empty netter to record another hat trick and bring his goal total up to 698. And with that, he moved into the NHL goal-scoring lead. He has since not, like been tied with Austin Matthews. Uh, that his is that is his 11th 40 goal season, and only one guy aside him has ever done that. I'll give you one guess at who that is. Some guy's name that rhymes with Gain Wetsky. Yeah, someone yeah. who wore 99. Yeah. Um, so that was great. You know, I didn't think they played all that well that whole game. Uh, and then Ovi kind of just took it over, and that's, you know, sometimes your star players need to do that. The Kings actually looked really good for the first two periods. They did. I watched that whole game. And they looked good in all their games against the Metro. They played the Islanders tough, and then they also played the Devils tough as well. Yeah. Uh, I thought the Caps game against the Flyers the other night was absolutely abysmal. Uh, Holtby had seven let in on him. Uh, the lines and the D pairings have been shuffled around a lot this week. Uh, they have called up Martin Favari from Hershey. He's 19, I believe, or 20 years old, young defenseman. So they've been sort of evaluating him, uh, you know, taking various defensemen out of the lineup just to sort of see where he's at. Uh, it seems like they've been doing this just to not only see where he's at, maybe there could be some movement going on here. I can't tell. But it's definitely something to keep your eye on. But the defense showing against the Flyers was absolutely atrocious. Uh, to start the second period, I think they let in three unanswered in the span of about two minutes. Uh, and it's just something that's been lacking, honestly, for the last three or four weeks. They really need to step that up. This goes back to before the trade deadline. Uh and hopefully they can put it together because honestly, I am a little bit worried right now. Yep. Uh, uh this week. They have a huge road road trip out west coming up, and they really do need to have some good results. They're home tonight, which is Monday again, against the Islanders. They're at Colorado on Thursday, at Arizona on Saturday, and at Vegas on Monday. And I think that road trip is going to be a loss unless they win two of those games. Yeah, I'd say that's probably fair. Yeah. But what, what do, I, do I know? Right. What do you got? I just do a hockey podcast. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you good? Yeah. Um, alrighty, as for my Pittsburgh Penguins, since we last spoke, uh, only played two games, did our little Florida swing, lost 4-2 to the Lightning. My God, is that team good, especially at home. They seem unbeatable. Yeah. Don't you guys have them again coming up, too? We have them tomorrow, February 11th, on Tuesday night. Wow. So... Keep an eye on that in the gambling corner. Yeah? Uh, maybe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now the Lightning beat us 4-2. I mean, the Lightning just dominated it. There was no other way around it. We basically got two lucky goals. Nothing we could really do. We got outmatched, outplayed. We were content with the win against the Caps. I, we, I would say that the one team who always, always, always has our number is Tampa Bay. They all, Granted, <laughs> we beat them in the playoff series that one time, but... It just seems like the regular season, they always get us, especially when they're home. I can't remember the last time we won a game in uh, Amelie Amory, Arena. Um, that was in the regular season. That's I a tough place to win. I genuinely can't remember when that was. So Tough loss there. Good bounce back win uh, two nights later, though, against the Florida Panthers. Won that game 3-2. to two. The boys put together a great defensive effort. Uh, 
you know, I must be nice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm trying to remember who started that game. Oh no, it was Jari. Jari played that game. Latang looked really good goal and an assist. Uh, Teddy Bluger, the fourth liner that I've pretty much been sucking off all year, uh, had an awesome goal. And then Sidney Crosby, obviously the deflection artist, the best deflection man in the NHL. Don't debate me. Uh, Pretty much got the game winner. Jared McCann had the assist on that power play. Not a big deal. And the boys got it done and shut it down in the third period. So pretty happy to see that. Uh, As far as this week goes, the Lightning play the Penguins tomorrow. As I mentioned, we play the Canadians at home on Friday night. And then we play the Red Wings at home on Sunday afternoon on NBC for Hockey Day in America. Nice. So three home games coming up, and then going into next week, uh, we have another home game against the Leafs. So we got a four-game homestand right here. I would say that we're going to win three of them. Uh, we're going to win against the Lightning. I'm calling it. Revenge game big time, and the Lightning play tonight against the Blue Jackets. I think that's why I keep fucking up the Colorado Avalanche and the Lightning so much. <laughs> um, the Canadians are going to beat us. We'll beat the Wings, and we'll beat the Leafs. That's okay. my prediction. Uh, the Canadians just seem to have that hot hand right now, so I'm not really going to mess with them. Uh, you know, it's basically, I would say the superstars are looking like superstars. Matt Murray is still playing well, even though the Lightning got the best of him. I don't really think Jari would have done much of a better job. And overall, I mean, the road trip to Florida pretty much went as about as I expected. So okay. hopefully Marino coming back and Dumoulin coming back will help, you know, rejuvenize that back end. We've had Chad Ruedel called up to help fill in. Uh, so not nothing against him, but I definitely would rather have one of the other two guys coming up. Justin Schultz in his return has looked decent. He hasn't been turning it over as much as he did at the start of the year. A lot of fans wanted his head taken off, and we're calling for trade rumors. I think Justin Schultz is gone after this year. He's an unrestricted free agent. Uh, I think John Marino is pretty much just a brand new Justin Schultz. Okay, and they're going to. Oh, I'd say he's a better Justin Schultz. He but, is a better yeah. Justin Schultz. I don't know if he has that one timer. Uh, that one timer has no, saved our bacon a lot. But that's something that can develop. I mean, look at John Carlson. So yeah, yeah, he sucks. Not so, that either yeah, of those. He's will regressed ever, horribly. Yeah, not that either <laughs> of those players will ever be in the same breath as John Carlson. But watch it, big <laughs> Um But yeah, pens look good. You know, keeping the faith, getting ready for the playoffs. Yeah. Alrighty, you want to do first and fourth liner? Yes. So my first liner is going to be Kyle Connor, who is currently nice. in talks for trade rumors. We actually. like we do not talk about how sick this guy is. He's nasty. He is so nasty. So in his last five, I'm doing math right now. Oh my god! In his last five, he's got seventy. He's got nine points in his last five games. In his last three games, he has eight points. That's ridiculous. He had three against Chicago on February 9th and four against Ottawa on February 8th. Uh, he looks really good right now. The Jets actually are on a little two-game heater. I bet against them on both games, so thank you very much. Um, should be interesting to see how they kind of form their team going into the trade deadline. Are they buyers? Are they sellers? What's going on? I doubt they're going to be sellers, but you know, Kyle Connor has been in the talks for trade rumors. It has been, I, want, I don't want to say speculated because I only went read one article on this, but the Canucks. 
kind of want to go in on. Wow, it. could you imagine him and Besser on the same power play with those shots? Yeah, that would be That'd disgusting, be ridiculous. Now I'm looking at the standings right now. You might say to yourself, "Well, the Jets are right there for a playoff spot." Yeah, but are they really going to go far? I mean, is this a team where you really think that team with, can't win in the playoffs? I don't think they yeah. can. And Not with that back end. No, you know the whole Bufflin absence is really kind of killing them. So. Yeah. I don't think they're going to trade him. I think he's a solid player for them. I think I'd rather have him than Line A going forward, honestly. He's a better two-way player, better skater. For sure. Not as good of a goal scorer, but he's definitely a solid playmaker. So yeah. uh, he's my first liner. Nice. Uh, mine is Nick Suzuki, uh, the center from the Montreal Canadiens. He has eight points in his last seven. I think he's 20 years old, and he looks like he's 30. It's just <laughs> his hockey sense is incredible. Uh, ridiculous set of hands, and he is just serving up assist after assist right now, uh, and obviously it's working. He had the um, he had the breakaway that ended up leading to the Kovalchuk overtime winner the other night. Oh, I got you. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I remember that. Uh, my fourth liner is going to be Jack Hughes. Hate to pick on the youngster, yeah. but he has not really lived up to the hype, nor has New Jersey for that matter. Uh, two points in his last five, both assists minus. Five in his last five games. Uh, he's getting some pretty decent ice time. I mean, he's getting about 16 minutes a game right now, so that's not really too bad. Uh, that's. I feel like that's the best thing for him, though, because yeah. it's only going to help him get more comfortable. He's only taken six shots in his last five games. Wow. So, you know, he's got to up those numbers. Hate to pick on the guy. Um, I think he'll end up turning out to be a decent player. But, I do, too. You know, whatever. Uh, my fourth liner is going to be Pavel Buchnevich from the New York Rangers. So sort of someone that was expected to carry the Rangers in terms of goal scoring this season. Uh, obviously, you can say Panarin and Zibanejad, but with the departure of Jimmy VC and you know a couple other players, Buchnevich, which is you know he was expected to step up for a guy that's playing in a top six role. He's only got 31 points in 54 games this season. Uh, I think just those numbers need to be a little bit higher. So if you took a chance on him this season, it might be time to reevaluate that. Yeah, totally. Totally, uh, dude. Surf's up. Hell yeah. Uh, you want to do... What is wrong with me right now? I don't know. We're tired. It's Monday. <laughs> it's raining. Yeah. Horrible weather out here in Baltimore. Yeah. Uh, you want to do picks from last week? Yes. So pretty much to cap off the episode, we will hop into the picks for the week and recap last week. Uh, so last week I went one, one, and one. No, that last one is not an overtime loss. It means it was a push for those rookies out there. Uh, so my puck line, the Islanders over the Kings on Thursday night. Thank you, Andres Lee. Uh, you reposted that on the Instagram. That feed. was insane. Great effort. I yeah. know you took that too. Yes. Big puck line hit. So yeah. thank you very much. Uh my money line was the Oilers over the Coyotes. Man, did that backfire. They lost 3 nothing, so that was a miss. And the over-under, I had the Jets-Blues under on Thursday night. Uh, that was set at six. It hit six exact. So push, no harm, no foul. There you go. Uh, I went two and one last week. Uh, my miss was my puck line, the Blue Jackets against the Panthers. They ended up losing one nothing in overtime, so fuck me. Um, <laughs> that was fucking aggressive. My money line, I thought that was my best one of the week. The Rangers over the Leafs on Wednesday, that hit. Gotta, Underdog picks, baby. Yep, got to love it. And then I think lock of maybe the month of February was the Sharks-Oilers over on Thursday. I can't Thursday. believe I didn't take that with yeah, you. That was easy money. Uh, so yeah, I finished the week two and one. That was a six, three game. I think it right? was yeah. sharks won that. I think 
I think they did. Wow, that's yeah. sad. Uh, all righty, let's get into it this week. Big week for the guys. Let's go, baby. Yes. Uh, We've been pretty damn consistent lately. I can't remember the last time I had a losing. I think the first week in January was the last time I had a losing record. Really? Yeah. Nice. So I was actually telling my dad this, and we should, we will do this, I promise. We will definitely do it for next season. We'll keep year-to-date numbers. But yes. I'm thinking once the playoffs start, we should keep track of our playoff overall records. I agree. So that'll be something that we'll do for you guys going forward. Um, so for this week, all righty, my puck line is going to be the Lightning over the Oilers on Thursday night. In Tampa, I apologize, I originally wrote Tuesday on my computer. Uh, like I said, the Lightning are nearly unbeatable at home. The Oilers have kind of been in a, I don't want to say a rut, but they've been playing average hockey lately. Uh, I'm taking the Lightning on the puck line Thursday night. Nice. Uh, my puck line is going to be the Vancouver Canucks against the Chicago Blackhawks on Wednesday. That is in Vancouver. Vancouver at home on the puck line. And the over usually does pretty well. So I was just writing some good, good. pick. Uh, all righty, money line. My money line is going to be the Blue Jackets over the Rangers on Friday night. Columbus is going to be pissed with Panarin back in town. I think the Blue Jackets are the better team. I see them getting uh, you know just a big motivational game for them. So I'm going to go to the Blue Jackets. I also have the Blue Jackets, but it's Thursday at the Sabres in Buffalo. Wow, so we are really riding the coattails of the jackets. Yeah, I just don't. We're riding their blue jackets. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I don't see the Sabres putting together anything anytime soon, and they have just been abysmal lately, so that's where my logic from that comes from. Agreed. Bonus pick. Bonus pick. If the Lightning win tonight in Columbus, Monday, February 10th, I am hammering the Penguins on Tuesday night in Pittsburgh against the Lightning. If the Lightning lose tonight in Columbus, I will not be making the pick. But if they win, I'm hammering the Pens tomorrow yeah. night. So I don't know how we dock that. Tomorrow when we release the template, we'll see who won tonight's game. Yes. And then based on the results. We'll throw the bonus pick in there or not. We'll release that, yeah. Okay. So there you go. Over, under? Uh, you already did your money line? Yeah. I'm so out of it. Um <laughs> I'm going to have my over Canucks Hawks Wednesday night, Vancouver. I'll probably end up betting Vancouver tonight on Monday against the Predators, so just kill me now. Okay. <laughs> my, uh, I'm going to take an under. Calm down. Um, so Wait, what? Right. <laughs> it's going to be the Canes at the Stars on Tuesday. Okay. Two of – you wouldn't think Carolina is, but these are two of – I think it's like – The two best of, defensive teams. And two of the top five teams for hitting the under. Huh. So – I'm going to do that on Tuesday night. That is in Dallas. Hmm. I would assume it's going to be five and a half. Uh, anything with Dallas is pretty much always five and a half is yeah. what I've kind of come to realize. You I'm, know what I did the other day? What? Full degen mode here. So our site uh, that we do all this lovely action on, it has lines for the OHL. So I, I was just... You, you are know, insane. I didn't bet on anything because I don't pay attention enough to like know anything about it. But I was like scrolling through it. Like, do you know what their over-unders are on like any given night? What, like eight and a half? It's like eight and a half, nine and a half, <laughs> seven. Oh, they have it for the KHL too. Yeah, it's ridiculous. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, one other gambling thing that I kind of, I don't want to say learned, but did over the weekend was I bet a first period underdog. So when the Bruins played the Red Wings, 
Uh, basically, if you take the underdog to cover, you're betting that they either win the period or tie the period. And I got out of the first period with a 0-0 tie after they killed two five-on-three penalties with under four minutes to go and nearly put me in cardiac arrest. That's insane. But I, <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> and Jonathan Bernier stood on his head. Right. Um, that might be a new move. Yeah, I like that a lot. It's a lot. It's yeah. quite a thrill, I will say, as yeah. well. Um, so those are the picks for the week. You guys anything else? Uh, I think that's about it. So as we've always mentioned, and we'll keep mentioning, uh, teespring.com. Yes. Go check out the merchandise. We're going to be adding some new stuff hopefully next month. So maybe dabbling into some more team-specific stuff. If you guys have ideas, please send them our way. It is very likely that you will see your idea come to life. Yes. So let us know. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, like we always say, the more you buy, the more cool stuff we can do. And speaking of cool stuff, next episode, I believe we will officially be able to release this uh, pending that all the uh, information that we gather this week is accurate. Yes. Uh, We will be doing something really, really cool in the upcoming future that I think all of you guys will really enjoy, and it'll actually be the birth of something new for us. Definitely. So uh, definitely looking forward to that. Uh, We'd love to tell you guys about that as soon as we can, but obviously we're still waiting. I can't say anything because if this falls through, I'll look like an asshole, but if this pulls off, it'll be the coolest thing in Empty Better's history that we've done. For sure. Not even close. Yep. So... Keep a lookout for that. Uh, As always, we appreciate the support. Thank you for listening. And without further ado, class dismissed.